our expert panel, has looked at all the stats, poured through the great moments in the conference's history, and decided on one name. This athlete, so great, he had a long career in a different sport. Of course, I'm talking about Florida State's Charlie Ward. The Heisman Trophy winner in 1993. That season, he threw for over 3,000 yards, 27 touchdowns, just four picks. Play action by Charlie. Looks to his right, eludes the sack rush. Still running, throws the pass. It's caught. Touchdown, Lonnie Johnson. And led the Seminoles to Bobby Bowden's first national title. Charlie Ward, even amongst all the greats in the ACC, he is the greatest. Good. Gave it up to Smith. Blocked by who? By Charlie Ward. Now, this is always embarrassing. <laughs> when the 7-4 guy standing there wide open on the baseline, Charlie Ward comes and sends it totally back in the other direction. Base. The Charlie Ward Show here in Madison Square Garden, flicking the ball away on defense, moving without the ball and finishing majestically at the hoop. In transition, everything happening for New York today, nothing for the Miami Heat. The ball movement resulting in great three-point shooting. Charlie Ward, indispensable to the Knicks' success. And you are tuning in to Why Not Sports with the homie D. Murph. Why not sports? It impacts your everyday life. Why not sports? It's more than on and off the court. Why not sports? Hey. Why not sports? Yeah. Why not sports? It impacts your everyday life. Why not sports? It's more than on and off the court. Why not sports? Hey. Why not sports? D Murph. D Murph. You a fool for this one. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes, yes. All right, world. This um, it's been a long time coming. I had to pinch myself to make sure this was actually real. I know you heard the introduction, the 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 the, the excitement of this athlete. But before we talk about this athlete, we have husband, father, entrepreneur, Heisman Trophy winner, NBA vet. Uh, author world help me help me help me welcome and introduce the great charlie ward welcome to why not sports man thank you for for taking time to be uh to be rocking with me today well i appreciate you having me on um you know my first time getting an opportunity to be on so i'm grateful Oh man! See y'all again. I might might get a little choked up, man. When the great Charlie Ward uh, is grateful to be on your platform. Um, back in 2018, I want to give these gentlemen a, a huge shout out and much love. Uh, my my co-host, uh, Big Roy, uh, my sports enthusiast brothers that was on the show with me, and Baylor the Great and Cole Johnson. Um, remember, this was back in 2018 world when we were talking about the great athletes uh, of sports, NBA, NFL, and college, and, and we spoke highly of this gentleman, and we wanted to pay our respect and homage and, and just wanted to just say, wow, why not give Mr. Charlie Ward the, the, the praise and the recognition he deserved? Because he went from Heisman 
trophy winner, winning the national championship, and not even playing that sport at the next level, let alone getting drafted. Wow. <laughs> That's crazy, man. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, it was definitely, um, I would say different, but it was part partly my my uh, decision that I made to uh, keep my options open uh, from a professional career. So I chose to to play my senior year um, of basketball at Florida State, mm-hmm. uh, which I missed the combine for the NFL um, NFL combine that January. Uh, so that kind of threw me out of the mix in a lot of ways with the NFL. Um, and, and they knew that I wasn't 100% committed because I'd heard that, you know, my my draft grade was like uh, third or fourth round. And so I wanted to keep my options open. Um, and then I made a statement that if I didn't get drafted in the first round, that I would consider my other options. Um, and, of course, that is not what you tell people of influence in the NFL, uh, especially being who I was uh, at that time. Um, and it, some people may have seen it as being arrogant. Um, I saw it as being uh, truthful. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so, of course, life is a matter of perspective. And they knew that I wasn't 100% committed. But I did do some things to give myself an opportunity to be drafted. Uh, like uh, I did go back to the combine uh, where they had the injured players who couldn't compete um, during the, at the first one. And so I got an opportunity to see the doctors because I had an injury, um, a shoulder um, at that time, and knee and, and what have you. So I went back to the second combine with the doctors, and then I had a pro day on camp on my own campus uh, that following month. And then the draft rolled around, and I didn't get drafted, which I expected uh, not to happen uh, because of my stance as far as you know what I put out, and also not being one percent committed. Uh, and draft came and went. All you know, even though there was interest from Kansas City Chiefs in the fifth round, uh, asked me if I would like to be the backup to Joe Montana, which was very, uh, one of my heroes, Mm -hmm. um, as a quarterback. And, you know, I told him that I couldn't commit to coming to camp if I got drafted in the NBA draft. Mm -hmm. And so at that time, I didn't have a clue that I'd be drafted in the NBA. Um, I was basically walking by faith, uh, through this whole process. Um, and, but, the thing that I tell people and talk to people all the time and hopefully they understand is when you make life decisions, um, of course, they're going to be calculated. Some are going to be calculated, yeah. especially the big ones. Yeah. And you just have to live with the results. Um, you can't be upset. You know, I wasn't upset that I didn't get drafted. It was my choice to keep my options open. And, you know, when the NFL didn't draft me, um, that was part of God's plan because one of the things I did pray pray about, um, we had people praying about, was to, to open and close doors. Yeah. You know, if it was if it was meant for me to be in the NFL, um, 
you know, I, I would have gotten chosen in the first round, um, which I would have gone to the NFL um, if I would have gotten chosen in the first round. However, God just completely closed the door. He didn't give me a choice because he would have known I would have to go in and try to work for both yeah. um, or make a decision, and I would have been torn, and I probably wouldn't have worked this hard um, to prepare myself for the NBA if I was chosen um, in the NFL draft. So God just closed that door. He answered the prayer. And after that, I went and worked very hard to uh, make a name for myself uh, in the NBA circles. Um, I, I attended, I had an opportunity to go on a Nike tour trip with uh, Coach Calipari and Ty Bozeman. Um, and that was like a four country uh, deal. And then I was asked to or invited to be in the uh, NABC All-Star Game, uh, which, you know, I was just elated to be there um, as a football player. Mm -hmm. And for me to win the MVP yes, uh, of, the, of the NABC All-Star Game was a total shock. <laughs> um, but it was it was something that, you know, I was just competing. And my whole goal throughout the process was just to compete, to play even with guys who have been playing basketball uh, their entire lives. Um, I've been playing football and basketball, you know, for my entire life, but I was uh, a two-sport guy. So I didn't get an opportunity to fully devote my time to basketball. So my goal is just to compete at a level to where, you know, I can be competitive with these guys who've been playing basketball all their lives and all the time they've taken, even in college. And I was able to win the NABC All-Star MVP, which, you know, like wow. I said, I was a shock to me. And then have an opportunity to go to the N NBA Combines, one in Phoenix, and then the, the other one in Chicago, Moody Bible. And to be on teams that were successful there, uh, where we had... You know, guys very similar to myself uh, who weren't superstars, but we were more role players and we were able to play well together. And our team looked the best, uh, one of the best teams there because we didn't have anyone trying to showcase their talent only. Um, and so our teams were successful and being on successful teams definitely helped in the process uh, when it came down to, you know, guys putting a tag on you, whether you're a winner. You know, he, he helps his team win. Um, and so he was a winner in college, and he's helped his team win here. And then the more buzz that people were starting to get, you know, about me because I'd been on been in so many – I've been on many teams, and coaches were starting to see the work that I was putting in, and people were talking that, that saw my work. Um, it definitely helped me when it came down to draft time. And with the draft, we're going to talk about football shortly, but with the draft, because I, I do have a, the book, by the way. Thank you for uh, the autograph uh, book and, and the picture helping my uh, my studio out. Thank you very much. Uh, you're welcome. Appreciate your support. Oh, no problem, man. I, it was interesting because your projection for the NBA draft, whether – Either team you would have been selected to, which was either the uh, the Orlando Magic or the New York Knicks, you still had a solid big man in the paint. 
the big Aristotle and Shaq or Patrick Ewing? So what were your thoughts knowing that you were going, uh, your projection was to go to an elite team in the East? Um, well, you know, I was, I was just grateful to be in that mix. Gotcha. Um, you know, regardless of where I was going, I was just happy. I, I was going to be happy to have an opportunity to compete. Um, of course, Penn Hardaway was in Orlando, and that was one of the one of the places where you know I got an opportunity to play against him when I went on my uh, my, my visit mm-hmm. um, to Orlando during the NBA draft process, and you know it was it was. It was good. Um, of course, he's Penn Hardaway, but even still, you know, I'm a competitor, and you know, I did the best that I could uh, at that time. And I mean, he wasn't overwhelming, but um, you know, I think that opened some eyes uh, to see the upside. And of course, people are still drafting the upside when they're drafting young players mm-hmm. um, today. And I was one of those guys who's an upside guy. And so I got drafted because they saw great upside um, and leadership qualities or characteristics that led to winning. Um, And so that was one of the ways that I was able to uh, sneak in. Of course, I had people, advocates for me um, as well. And yes, there was uh, two good teams, two solid uh, organizations. And I knew some of the management in Orlando, and of course, being in Florida, being you know, have, making my name in Florida would have been good, been have been great, right. been closer to being home, being a Seminole, uh, yeah, Seminole. Mm-hmm. And and so that would have been you know a great situation. Um, however, you know, God had a different plan, and I'm grateful that I was able to be in New York, um, and you know, I made it there for nine and a half years. Wow. The fans of New York. Wow. The competition as a point guard, Allen Iverson, Stephen Marbury, John Stockton, Gary Payton. Like, you, you, yeah, you <laughs> you had your work cut out, man. But it, I can only imagine your uh, game day preparation going against that type of talent on a nightly basis. Uh, yes, I mean you can add Tim Hardaway in that mix, um, Mark Jackson. Yeah. They're all different types of players. <laughs> right. Um, and but you know, just like I said, the key is is once you get there. Um, I had great mentors. My my, my rookie year, you know, I had uh, Derek Harper, mm-hmm. who's one of the ultimate professionals. Uh, he's ultra competitive, um, and you know he taught me a lot. You know about being a professional, which you know I'm grateful for because uh, just like anyone, we need mentors to be yes, able to sir. help us uh, move through. And I chose, you know, him. There were some other guys there, but I chose him because he was uh, a very good basketball player. Been around for quite some time. Um, had a he was a family man. Uh, he was community oriented, um, and he was health driven. You know, later and you know later on, he was you know had. You know, to be able to maintain over the course of his time, mm-hmm. he took care of his body, and so I learned all those things as a rookie uh, going in, and those nice. were valuable lessons that I learned from him. 
Um, and, you know, that's kind of what you need. In order, if you're going to make it, uh, you're trying to go somewhere and do some things. Uh, you need to find a mentor that's been there and can help you uh, achieve your goals as well. And that's another thing that you bring to the table as far as mentorship and giving back. Why for you personally, though, I mean, you don't have to do that. Or a lot of professional athletes, because of their status, um, have been challenged to to do it. But with you, it seems more more natural. And and why is that? Um. Of course, we all have our thoughts and battles at some point in time where we're trying to make a decision on what we want to do, mm-hmm. uh, especially after um, we retire. Gotcha. But we are byproduct of our experiences, mm-hmm. um, and so for me, uh, for you know, for Derek to take his time to, to mentor me when I was a rookie, um, and then my, even my second year. Uh, he didn't care about me taking his job. I mean, that wasn't his thought process. Nice. You know, his his whole process was about helping me to be the best uh, that I could be. Um, and you know, I learned a lot from him in that in that respect um, because we played the same position. Yep. And you know, he was on his way out of the league. Um, you know, at that time he was you know at the end of his career, and so. It wasn't something, you know, you, you've heard some players uh, professionally say, you know, it's not my job to mentor right. a young player that's coming in. Yes, sir. Well, that's just part of if you want to be, you know, great or help leave a legacy. You know, that's what you do. Um, and even if it's in a profession where your job may be at jeopardy, but if you're trying to help the next generation or help someone you know become better you know you don't withhold information or try to hinder them from learning mm-hmm. uh, so that's just not right um, and if it's meant for you to continue to to play or be the starter uh, then God will definitely continue to open that door and keep you where you are but you still have to work and put the time in and perform at a high level and do all the necessary things and so just giving back, you know, that's something that I saw my mom and dad do. Mm-hmm. As I mean, as I said, we're a byproduct of our experiences. And, you know, they did it um, growing up. And that's what we saw. They gave to us. They gave to, you know, our, our friends. Um, they were educators. And so you, you saw them give uh, to my dad was a coach. And he gave a lot to his players. Yes. Uh, he was father figures to a lot of the guys that he coached. Um, and so I saw the saw that um, you know car rides, um, the things that he did for them, um, and so just that was the giving. You know that's the way we were raised, um, and you know God gave me opportunities to be um, that way as well, mm-hmm. because you know even my senior year in college, you know I, I had a rookie, had a freshman roommate. Um, and you know, it was, it was a match made in heaven in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. uh, with Ward. Yep. Mr. Uh, Ward died. He, he, he was going through tough time with his mom being killed his senior year. Yeah. Um, and you know, he was still coming to college, uh, at Florida state. And so, 
you know, he needed guidance. He needed someone that's going to listen to him. Uh, he needed a mentor um, and and a friend. And so, you know, being an experienced player uh, and a senior, um, I thought it was the best situation, um, not just for myself, but for him as well, um, because we learned a lot from each other. Um, and so uh, I think that was, and he watched me go through uh, my Heisman year uh, experience because um, that's what he wanted to do, I'm sure, at some point. And he saw the notoriety and all the different things, challenges that I had to go through uh, with, you know, on the field, off the field, mm -hmm. you know, interviews. And, and he saw me handle and handle all those things and so I just think you know giving back is something that we all have the opportunity to do regardless of where we are um, but definitely if you have a relationship with the Lord um, he's done so much uh, for us to be able to get us out of our mess yeah. um, and bring through you know the challenges persevere through the challenges that we've had over the course of our time that we should be willing to give back um because that's just the heart of God. Amen. And amen. A couple more questions and giving back. You you have children of your own. So when they look at dad, meaning you, is it the great athlete or do they know the impact, the level of significance of you being this multi-sport athlete being drafted twice? In baseball, like, do they know the level of significance that you brought to the table as an athlete? Uh, yes. I okay. mean, they, I'm, I'm dad, I'm dad, and they know my history. Gotcha. Uh, so, um, they've had opportunities to go places with me um, that, you know, they understand that without me being. Um, Charlie Ward, the athlete, may not have, you know, may not have happened. Gotcha. Uh, so they get those opportunities uh, to to be a part of, you know, just different uh, community en engagements uh, that I've been a part of, uh, some trips um, that I've been able to uh, take. Like my wife, I like my daughter, got an opportunity to go with me. Uh, to shoot uh, the family reunion um, that's on Netflix. Nice. Um, and so she got that opportunity to go, and you know, normally that, that probably wouldn't have been an option if I wasn't, uh, I didn't have the success that I had as an athlete and being a Heisman Trophy winner. And so, you know, they understand that part of it, but of course, I'm still dad as well. Yes, sir. Um, and that's the great part about it is. They keep it humble, um, which, you know, it They're is a product of their, their environment because you're very humble. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. So, but my 11 year old is, is a little different. Um, <laughs> okay. he, he's a little different. He, he's just starting to understand it fully. Gotcha. Um, and people are talking about it in his circle. Um, and he makes people aware of it. That's just him. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, that's because he was, 
he was uh we adopted him uh 23 months gotcha and so he really he, he didn't un, he didn't fully you know understand it until later a little bit later than actually you know my actual biological kids gotcha uh, because they were you know they raised from birth to they went to games mm-hmm. um and you know they were there and so uh, they got a little bit of the NF, the nba experience and then after the nba experience um so they got a little bit of it um that part of it uh but he kind of missed a lot of that um but uh but but he's starting to understand a little bit better now and his friends of course there's google and he also shares he always thinks his dad is famous and his kids you know because there's you know cards right started collecting started collecting cards um and of course i have cards uh trading cards um and so that's another talking point for him nice 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 well man that's definitely a a great example to have when you have uh the legend the hall of famer all those other good things man nba vet heisman trophy winner like you're the only heisman trophy winner to play in the nba like that's that still, as I think about it, like, wow, like he was at the top of the football chain. He won the awards and had the accolades on top of the football chain, college football, and still didn't earn the respect because you had the confidence in your abilities. And this is what you demanded. And for me personally, it's like it's like what today's players do, though. They demand, hey, a trade or I'm going to sit out or just they have more leverage. So I think with you setting that bar or setting that standard for people like the Russell Wilson's and the, even the Kyler Murray's far as like the, 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 the height and, and winning the awards. And, and he basically gave them the same run around as you did quote unquote. You know what I mean? Like, well, I might play baseball and then the naysayers and things like that, even Lamar Jackson. So do First, did any of these guys ever reach out to you for advice or any type of tips to help them as college quarterbacks? Um, no, I actually I got an opportunity to speak briefly with uh, both of those guys because they were Heisman winners yes, at sir. one point, and so um, they were Baker Mayfield, um, Kyler Murray, them going first pick. But yes, sir. Mainly Kyle Murray because you know he played two sports. And yes, it was very similar to what I did, and you know I just gave him words of encouragement uh, to you know just go through the process um, of you know vetting the MLB and the NFL. And once you make a decision, you know, kind of live with it. Okay. Um, and and so he got drafted as a number nine. I mean, he got drafted in the first round. This is amazing. He got drafted in the first round in Major League Baseball and the first pick in NFL draft. In, uh, NFL draft, which I don't think that'll ever happen again. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, yes, so sir. He definitely yes, has, sir. He definitely has uh, that going, you know, that that uh, history. Yes, sir. And I'm speaking on behalf of everybody when you have someone like you giving back and making sure that you like, and even again, as I read the book, you, you said it was no hard feelings that you didn't get selected or get drafted by the NFL, but you still as a Heisman trophy winner and ACC's greatest quarterback of all time, 10 years, 20 years from now, it'd be the same thing. So man, it's still, it's still an honor to be able to talk to you. The last thing I have for you, and I'm going to ask this question before I ask this question. So world, I was watching family reunion on Netflix with the great Tia Myrie and other dope actors. And Charlie Ward had an appearance and on the show. And this was funny. He said, the guy, I can't remember his name, but he said, uh, Charlie, you said no, call me Mr. Ward. <laughs> I started laughing. I said, oh man. Uh, but just seeing you now being an actor and just doing and working with great people such as that cast, man, and still being around sports, man. Like, did you always want to be an actor? Uh, no, I mean, I, like I said, this is an opportunity that that have, that have come up. Um, you know, Tracy. Um, Hughes yes, Miss Tracy is uh, Miss Tracy is she's uh, she's had a big impact on especially with that show. Um, and so, just linking up with the right people um, to be able to uh, support things that you're trying to do. Um, from the opportunity with the foundation, being able to give back uh, to to or um, partner with organizations that have the same mindset of you know taking care of youth and helping youth develop in you know sports, um, hurricane relief shelters, um, hurricane relief efforts. I'm yes, sorry, sir. with our foundation, and then our daughter, you know, she has a holiday notes. Um, that she does holiday notes, which is you know we she, she does she puts together music musical performances nice. uh, for the elderly um, at the um, assisted living facilities, and and she also gets the community involved by writing letters, encouragement letters during the holidays uh, while after, I mean, during her her performances. So uh, so that's what our foundation does, and that's what keeps me speaking um and you know get an opportunity to do some acting and to have an opportunity to be on that that show really didn't understand you know fan reunion how well it was going to do yeah um until you know i started getting all these messages from <laughs> you know long long time friends um saying man you know black white it didn't matter right you know they were sending me messages like, man, I was sitting here watching, watching uh, Fan Reunion, and I saw you on there. <laughs> I was like, yeah, <laughs> you know. And so, you know, it was it was fun. It was, it was fun to do, you know, with Miles McPherson. Uh, you know, he has a great book out. Miles McPherson has a great book out now yes. called The Third Option. Mm -hmm. um, and so, 
you know, just getting the opportunity to be with him on the set um, was was great. And then all, of course, you know, the cast. Uh, Miss Loretta, she's yes. um, she's she's a, she, she was fun to work with. She's funny, even you know, off the camera, she's funny. <laughs> I could imagine. Uh, but, <laughs> but it was all you know, it was a great experience. Uh, not just for myself, as I mentioned, and my daughter got an opportunity to go because she's interested in you know she's she's interested in some stage directing and those nice. types of things and so it's good for her to be able to go and meet some people um and and kind of learn some behind the scenes and they took advantage they gave her an opportunity to learn as well uh which you know I'll, just like anyone else if, if you have an opportunity to share it uh, with your kids to give them a leg up then it's, it's great um, yes, and sometimes not even about about you you're, you're kind of the uh, the puppet in the sense to be able to help someone else uh, achieve their goals and the crazy part is someone did it for me man pay it for well world the great Charlie Ward foundation the great book the athlete if you want to talk about that shortly as well as uh, how they can find you on Talk Chalk. And that, that'll be it, man. Again, I, I'm, I'm definitely grateful, honored, privileged, and definitely helps my credibility um, as a host and, and as a sports junkie to definitely have you on this platform. So I definitely want to show my gratitude as well. Um, well, my book, The Athlete, I think it's been off about almost two and a half years now. And essentially it's my, my uh, biography. Uh, from you know the days that not where I was born but uh, from when my parents met uh, to my child rearing days um, of growing up as an adolescent um, to my high school days uh, John Finkel the author yes uh, did an amazing job of uh, capturing um, some of the highlights of my high school years uh, my parents and how they met in my college days on through, you know, my professional career um, and and then, you know, to what I was doing two and a half years ago, which was coaching football. Mm -hmm. But now I'm coaching um, boys basketball here at uh, Florida High, a.k.a. Florida State University School down here in Tallahassee. And so, you know, just it's a great book, um, not because it's about me, but it's just a great read. Yes, um, because the way he wrote it, um, it's short chapters uh, with a you know packed with a lot of information, um, and he did an awesome job of researching some of the things. You know, once I started reading it, um, I had forgotten. Wow! Um, and so, you know, he brought out some things that I had forgotten about, and definitely sparked my memory, um, especially on some of my high school days, um, games, and those types of things. And so it was just a great read for me to be able to see how God had had his hand on my life the entire time. Has, has his hand on my life the entire time uh, through all the challenges um, that, I was, that I had to face and then the success um, at the end of the rainbow um, in some form of fashion, mm -hmm. uh, you know, was achieved. Um, and so I'm just grateful for that. And then I, you know, now what I'm doing is I've done since the stay at home orders 
Uh, we started a chalk talk. I, well, I was doing a chalk talk. My wife brought this idea of doing a chalk talk series. Um, wanted to start out as a radio um, deal, mm-hmm. but it ballooned into a television because that's who we came in contact with. Nice. And so we started last um, last fall. Not last fall. Yeah, last fall. We started a uh, chalk talk series, and it was we did we taped it. And then we put it out on Facebook. Um, and once the um, pandemic happened and we were stay at home, um, I was for an opportunity to be on um, an IG Live with uh, my man, Alan Houston. Yes, um, sir. Former teammate. So Al- <laughs> yeah. So Alan um, brought me on his IG Live. And we you know, had our normal conversation that we normally have whenever we're talking and he wanted to do this some time ago and he was just didn't understand that at the time he didn't know how he wanted to do it and so of course we all were at home and the only way we were able to communicate uh was through so i mean through um virtually Mm -hmm. in some form of fashion and so all these things had been there but now they become very useful and so i was like man you know, what if I, you know, took Chalk Talk um, with Charlie to a different format? Mm-hmm. And and so we made it to where we're on IG Live um, every Tuesday and Thursday. Um, and, you know, just to plug next Thursday, I have my man work done on. Hey! Uh, so, <laughs> so we'll nice. be... We'll be, we'll be chopping it up. That should be a great conversation. Uh, that's next Thursday um, at 3 p.m. Still working on Tuesday's guests, but the whole goal behind it is to have great conversations, um, information for people uh, that, you know, from all walks of life, just basically my life. And so, you know, all of the people that I've had, I've had some form of communication with before. Yes, and they've sir. been friends. Um, and they, they have different perspectives on, you know, life. And everyone that we talk to never know who they may have an impact on that may be listening. Yes, sir. Um, and so once we start telling our story and talking about, you know, how we've been able to, you know, work through some challenges. Um, we work to try to stay away from calling names and, uh, you know, degrading people. Uh, but talking through situations, good choices, bad choices, um, and, you know, talking about some tough subjects. Uh, but, you know, when it's all said and done, you know, how can we learn from what we're going through? Yes, sir. Um, and so it's just been great conversations, and I've been grateful to have them. You know, we do it every Tuesday and Thursday, most times at 3 p.m., but I know I'm posted on either my Facebook page, which is uh, Charlie Ward, official there you go um or instagram which is the same world make sure you follow mr charlie ward make sure you check out chalk talk charlie's chalk talk make sure you check it out i know i'll be tuning in for sure if i don't catch it at that moment i will definitely catch the the replay with uh you and mr warwick dunn and um, the last thing I have outside of thank you is Tony Dungy in your book said, and I quote, 
Charlie is not only a once in a lifetime athlete, he's a once in a lifetime person. The athlete is the remarkable page turning biography his story deserves. So thank you, Mr. Charlie Ward. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. No problem. No problem. No problem, man. Uh, so world, Mr. Charlie got things to do. You already know I got things to do. But make sure at Charlie Ward Official is how you can find Mr. Charlie Ward on social media as well as as well as Facebook. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at IsDMurph. Hey y'all, I'm gonna just leave it like this. I might take a couple of weeks off now I got Mr. Charlie Ward. But until next time, we love y'all and I'm saluting. Keep grinding. Keep the faith. Keep on